everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in The Four Keeps, What Lies Below, Part 3. We are doing this on Tuesday, December 10th, 2019, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to say at the beginning of each and every single one of our sessions. So if you would like to hear that message more often, or possibly get uh, more of these fine folk in your in your daily listening, watching routines, consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures, where we upload VODs of all of the games that we have, as well as wherever podcasts can be found. I'm still having difficulties with The Curse of Strahd Part 29, so it's getting up there somehow so hey look out for that um it won't be in order with the other one so i apologize uh other than that uh yeah today is tuesday and we're doing uh the four keeps just because of scheduling uh so hey sorry that uh we swapped days on you without much uh to let you know but it was our last chance to play with our dear friend tyler before he ended up going on deployment so that's why we're doing this today uh, our dear friend RJ is also going to be missing this evening, uh, as was alluded to at the end of last session. Uh, but we are once again joined by our wonderful friend Greybeard of Greybeard's Tavern. So, GB, who are you playing tonight? I am playing the Unmute game. Uh, I, Greybeard, Greybeard's Tavern, and I'll be playing Ruddick Verbenbane, uh, Monster Slayer um, Gunslinger. And uh, he's an old mercenary down on his luck. Hi, I'm LB, and I'm playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Hi! I'm Cyber. I'm playing Archon, the Dragonborn Bloodhunter Cleric. I'm Wings, and I'm going to be playing Coriander, the Eldrin Paladin. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off. The lot of you had finally made your way into the dwarven city of Sirts Hellier, a very expansive underground town that exists beneath a large mountain that has a titan skull embedded into it. And upon arriving, you all decided to go to the Journey's End, uh, a local tavern as well as kind of sightseeing tour, and decided that you were going to end up staying there for at least a few days. While you were there, you had gotten paid pretty handsomely from a halfling uh, who was from Greenreach and had initially contacted a member of Arjan's Bloodhunter Order, uh, a half-elf, in heavy quotes, uh, Bloodhunter named Ilmi, uh, to initially clear out Greenreach, but seeing as how you were all the ones who actually did the work, Ilmi felt it fair that you were the ones who actually got paid. It was then after that initial bout of being paid that you encountered a hunter who was a little down on his luck, a man by the name of Ruddick, Ruddick Verminbane, uh, who let you all know that they were a member of the Ceaseless Quarry, the local hunters group, uh, the local hunters guild underneath the mountain, and they had a job proposition for you. Seeing as how their party had met a rather unsightly fate at the hands of a Wastrolith, uh, Ruddick decided to hire the Four Keeps effectively, or at least let them in on part of the bounty for the beast itself. Upon completing the bounty, you all went back to the journey's end, 
Ruddock ended up getting you a pretty sizable amount of coinage. Uh, during our nights in the courtyard, we later also explained that Arjan took this opportunity to approach the band that was currently playing at the journey's end, a group of chromatic, uh, or a group of uh, dragon appreciators, hobbyists, uh, a band who called themselves the Chromatics, who all had a, uh, who all wore masks representing the different dragons of the Chromatic scale. And Arjan, it was quite easy to actually get them on board uh, with the praising of Tiamat, seeing as how they're always down for new music, and Tiamat, as we found out last session, uh, is a bit of a music aficionado in all five of her forms. During this time, uh, towards the end of the evening, Ruddick approached Calum and asked if he would like to accompany him to the, uh, yeah, sorry, to the Grove of Verspad Hanor, uh, a decomposition forest that is found within the crag of Surt's Hellier as the city is separated by a large rift in the middle and then two bridges on either side. Uh... Gwen, it was at this time that you said, I shall, uh, I am going to follow these two individuals. And then you got roped in because you were a really good sport as a player uh, into a drinking competition with Corey at the journey's end. As the lot of you were going to try and win yourself not only free drinks, but free stay as well. So we are going to actually be picking up uh with the two of you uh as arjan what are you up to during the evening you know i haven't really thought about this <laughs> all right so we'll we'll go to the drinkers and then we can come back to arjan give you a little bit time to ruminate uh on what you would like to be doing but Springform form you are able to actually taste alcohol you can feel yourself getting the the possibility of getting drunk again it's been so long since you've been able to do this uh and you kind of roped gwen in on this as well so uh the two of you have now entered into this drinking contest and you can see that it's not a multi-person contest it seems like there is actually a fee to participate in uh in this contest itself but the idea behind it is is that if you are able to make it through uh if you are able to walk through the layers if you are able to go through each of the nine layers of booze uh that you will win the pot it is very infrequently uh that you are cap that individuals are capable of winning it seems like this is actually a really difficult drinking contest but that just that they have not met the keeps yet so uh, Corey, you and Gwen sit down. Uh, I'd like for you both to mark off 50 gold, uh, for the entry fee. Jeez, H. Christ. <laughs> I mean... You guys got paid royally. Yeah, we it's got, okay. yeah, okay. But it's still 50 gold for booze. Yeah, 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 okay, it better be fucking good. <laughs> okay, so, I need you both to make constitution saves for the first round of booze. 18. Okay. Ooh. Pink dice are rolling hot tonight. Uh, constitution. Oh, you're within three feet of me if you want uh, uh, the buzzkill aura. Um, 
21. 22. Okay. So you both managed to to down the first beverage, no problem. It seems like this is more of like a lead-in. It's a little bit of a, a lighter drink. Uh, and Corey, again, like you can actually, you can pick up on the taste of the booze more so than Gwen would be able to just because it's so foreign to you at this point. Uh, so first layer, totally fine. I would like another constitution save from the two of you. 28 <laughs> uh seven <laughs> so Corey, this is this is actually a little bit much for you uh and it's more that you aren't used to kind of feeling full uh in your stomach due to this so you end up like hiccuping a little bit and some spills out of your glass and they mark you as disqualified but gwen you just drain it slam the cup down uh, there is no issue here as to whether or not you can you can go through the second layer without issue. What tolerance? <laughs> no, she hasn't had a drink in a long time. Third? Yes. Oh, that's not as good. Uh, 13, 16. Okay, so a 16 is exactly what you were looking for on this oh. specific layer. So Gwen... They're starting to mix in your stomach, and you you are able to tell that they are using a varieties of a variety of liquor on this specifically to make this a challenge, and because this is a dwarven city, they have to have a drinking mm -hmm. game that's hard by dwarven standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this point, you can feel your stomach kind of beginning to churn. There might have been like a milk stout that was part of this at one point, oh, so gross. like it's just very it's not sitting well. But you managed to just. Keep it Ugh. in. All right. Cool. Another concept. Fourth layer. Uh, 20. Okay. 20. 20's fine. You I manage... don't know why doing math twice is hard for me. <laughs> like, uh, plus six, plus three. Yeah, so you right. you are able to, to defeat this layer as well. And you are now entering into the fifth of the okay. layers. You are at the halfway point. Uh, and um, the the owner of this establishment, uh, who you end up meeting, uh, is, is watching this. Uh, mm. And they are a... Uh, they're like a silver-colored tiefling uh, who just has this shock black hair. Their horns uh, kind of extend around almost like a ram's horn. And they have uh, yellow eyes. And mm -hmm. they are just looking at you with a hand under their chin and they are just sort of beside themselves they see it seems like no one has made it even this far in quite some time oh, who wasn't dwarven so she seems to have taken notice of you uh gwen uh obviously or like very uh very obviously keeps looking at the door like every time she takes a drink she's kind of like just checking the door um Yay, this, this is fifth <laughs> this is the fifth layer yes this is the fifth layer uh, 24. Okay. Fifth layer, no problem. You manage to end up breezing by this fifth mm -hmm. layer. And upon taking a drink, this seems like it's less of a challenge mm -hmm. than the others possibly were. It seems like this was more of just the median point. Maybe, like, give yourself a little bit of rest on the matter, uh, even though you do still have the next four layers to go. 
And uh, while you are still doing this, Arjan, did you have anything that you would like to do during uh, this interaction? Or are we just going to have this being... Oh, he's back! Is this when you would like to be talking to the Chromatics? Do you have anything else that you would like to be doing during this time? I want to check in on Yule. Okay. Like, is Yule okay? Are they, like... Because, like, they've, they've sort of been outed to all aspects of Tiamat and also probably Agrabane. That's fair. Uh, so we'll say that you take a moment aside. You still have your own room, so yeah. you're able so to... So he'll, yeah. he'll just go and meditate Okay. and try to talk to his inner devils. Okay. And, yeah, communication with Newell is easy enough. And when you actually meet them... They are no longer working furiously at a typewriter. It seems like they have a little bit more free time, but that does not necessarily bring them joy. Uh, instead, they have the... It's like a, a visor on, but it is that translucent green color. And uh, Newell still has small spectacles over the ridge of their draconic snoot. And upon looking at you, says, Oh, Master Arjan, it's, uh, it's been a while. It has. Uh, Are you well? I am. I was more worried about your well-being. Why? I mean, it seems like Agrabane wasn't very happy with what we've done. Yes. And I know you were still supposed to be working for him. This is true. Since my lord has returned, Lord Agravain no longer sees me fit to be in their service. And instead, I am delegated to ensuring the rest and recuperation of Lord Tarlayan. My lord, I... If I may, I have a serious question. You just, like, gestures for him to go on. Tarlayan has been returned by the queens. Agravain is reasonably upset. What are you going to do with the stone mantles? The what? The large mechanical body that you were getting built for Tarlayan to return to. That's entirely up to Tarlayan. I see. When we had initially made the offer, I was under the assumption that we would eventually move Tarlayan into that form so they could stand against Lord Agravain in fair and righteous combat. 
but that's something that he wants to do with it. That's, that's what it's for. Of course, my lord. Now, there is also the matter of our business. Right. It seems as though uh, Philip is his name. Philip, what's his name? Yes. Yes. It's his name. He's doing well. It would appear from brief interactions that he is happy down in Shroudport and is doing what he can to make things, as he puts it, better. He is worried about a Stenfazeno? Does this name mean anything to you, my lord? It does. What are the particulars? Well, Philip has explained to me that no one has heard head or tail of Stenfazeno for several months now. That is concerning, and I would very much like to know about that. Yes, uh, from my interactions with Philip, it is... He believes that Stenfazeno has locked himself away for some reason or another. The people of Shroudport believe that he is holding himself off to grow a perfect flower. Does this mean anything to you, my lord? I don't want to say that everything has to be about the Dark Star, but the Dark Star. <laughs> Just, I will make a note of it. Yes, it is worrying. Um, is, is this making you happy doing tyrant security? running it for lack of a better word and newell thinks and says does this make me happy i believe so happiness is often unwarranted in the hells so when the feeling does arise i try and squash it as quickly as I can. I reserve it for specific occasions. Lord Tar Tarlean's resurgence. Happy, yes. To see the crown's performance. Ecstatic, even. To work for this company. To run, as you put it, this company. this will suffice fair enough I appreciate what you're doing and Newell nods anything else and Newell pauses 
I've seen that you have filed paperwork for a new member of the group. Yes. Uh, Ruddick. Uh, that's how you pronounce it, right? Cool. Yes, I'm. I'm interested for him to train people once we have enough new recruits. Would you like for me to begin recruiting? Yes. Yes, I would. Newell nods. Where should I begin? Ideally, the primary plane. I don't have anywhere more specific than that. Silk Creek. And Newell nods again. If you see a tiefling <laughs> named Peter, do not recruit him. Yes, my lord. Thank you. And at that, Newell also uh, asks if you would want them to recruit out of the Isle of Arathsk as well. Yes. Newell nods. It will be done. And... Uh, Unless you have anything else that you would ask of Newell, Newell seems content with the interaction. Okay, so back to the drinking table. So, excuse me, I've acquired a, a sh like not even a shoulder cat. She's not even on my God. shoulder. For you audio cast listeners, uh, Lyra has decided that she wants to be in my face. She wants to be lying down, but also on your shoulder. That's yes. not how it works. But <laughs> also be being a cuddle pie smushy face. It's mm -hmm. adorable. She's like liquid. She is. Uh, yes, another layer. Well, is anyone else still in this competition? It is just you. It seems like oh. the way that the that the drinking competition works here is basically between you and the bar, not you oh. and multiple other people. Oh, okay. Um, Gwen. <laughs> uh, hey, Corey. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry. Hey, Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did has uh has Caleb come back yet? I don't think so. Oh, is Rudrick back? She looks around. Um, she's she's a little she's still a little hazy herself. She's got like a, a bright pink flush to her face, and she just looks around. No, I don't see him either. Aren't you, like, concerned at all about him going off with someone we just met? Nope. All right, cool. Uh, you know, maybe after this we should go look for him just to make Gwen. sure. Gwen, 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 Gwen. You worry too much. He's he... not a child. He can take care of himself. Is he, though? <laughs> Seriously, Gwen. Uh, what have we been doing this entire time? Just coddling him. He, 
honestly, he's grown into a capable young adult, and he can really take care of himself. I've seen him do amazing things. Yeah, but we're, like, in a city, so, like... I mean, he's got, like, the book smarts down, but not quite the... What's the next drink? <laughs> and the next drink is brought out for you. It smells heavily of cinnamon. Oh, good. Um, 27. <laughs> 27's fine. It burns a little bit going down, but you managed to drink the drink. Ah, uh, Corey, it tastes like your fall form. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spring Cory finds no problem with this statement. <laughs> I just really like someone to check. I'm like, I know it's very mom of me, but I'm like the group leader. So I should, you know, we should be aware of where our friends are. Sorry, I'm not even doing Gwen's voice. <laughs> You're doing Gwen's real voice. The rest was just the affectation. Yes. Indeed. That Putting that or it's very me it's very meta at the moment. Yes, <laughs> you, yes. You're so drunk you become meta. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so drunk I become LB doing drunk, drunk LB. Uh, all right, what's next? All right, the next beverage is brought before you, and it is a lively blue color. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Okay. <laughs> This one also goes down. It's a little bit like, it's a little bit thicker and more slime-like than the rest of the beer that you have drank. And it again is just like, it goes into your tummy and is just mixing with all of the everything that is inside. This isn't even a good competition. This is just like torture. Sorry, sorry. And the bar, the bar owner is just sitting there just, that's what it was meant to be. Damn. <laughs> and she just waves you. Go on. Keep going. All right. Mind you, everyone, I have plus nine right now, and I rolled another 19. Corey is just watching absolutely transfixed. Like, this is the most amazing thing she's seen. Same with this Thank you, RJ. Woman. These dice are amazing. And that tiefling woman just gives you a brief clap. And you are now on the last of the layers. Oh, God. Do I have to get a 30? I get a nat 20, I swear to... But Jesus. I didn't, but I did roll an 18. So, 27. So, Gwen, this beverage, as you look at it, it looks almost like liquid metal. Like, there is just this sheen that is within the booze itself that gives it almost like weird depth and properties that you haven't seen and the bartender the owner after she pours it pushes it out to you go on you've made it this far is already. this poison <laughs> i like everyone here to have a nice time if i poisoned my clientele that would be the opposite of a nice time all right fuck it <laughs> Gwen, what does it look like when you fail this drinking competition? Oh god. No. Oh no. Uh what kind of drink is it? Uh this is 
it's like a mold wine kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely has that kind of like older berry taste to it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of chalky as Ooh. you're drinking it in as well. Ugh. So Gwen drinks it, swallows it. Like she gets this look on her face and she's like, and then she like hops down and starts walking out of the bar. And then as soon as she gets out the bar, she just hurls outside. Like audible hurling going yes. on outside. Corey just watches uh, briefly and then turns to the tiefling and says, did she win? And then the tiefling just smiles and shakes her head no. And Corey, when you look out as Gwen is yarfing, from all of the different boozes that she has downed during this time, it seems like there was an alchemical reaction that has taken place in her stomach, (laughs) and she is just vomiting out rainbows at this point. That's beautiful. I'm going to go and hold back her hair. Like, just kind of patting her. (laughs) If it's any consolation, it looks lovely. (laughs) Corey, I fucking hate you! That's okay, Gwen. (laughs) Alright, so, Corey and Gwen, I want you both to make perception checks. Okay. Disadvantage, probably. Gwen, for sure. Okay. Fourteen. Fifteen. Okay. So, the two of you, as you are outside, Gwen, your hair is being held back so you can continue vomiting out this rainbow color of liquid that you have ingested through your walk through the through your walk in the layers of hells. You see, you see your your brief adventuring companion Reddick, and they do not look good. You see that their cloak is torn. They have large gashes that have been, like, swiped from shoulder down to about mid-torso. Oh, fuck. They do not look well. Uh, Ruddick, you are currently at 4 HP, as we discussed (sighs) earlier in the day. Fuck. And just kind of holding onto one arm that you can see looks like there was a large chunk bitten out of his shoulder blade as he is walking towards you. Oh, shit. Right. We both see this? Yeah. Okay. And Gwen, you will be at one level of exhaustion for having failed your walk through the hells. Fair enough. They got your they got your boy. What? They got your boy. Uh, demons. What? <laughs> Corey! <laughs> she puts her hand out for lay on hands. That lay on hand. On herself, and then on myself, and then, uh, so five for you, five for me. I'm gonna run over to Ruddick and give him the rest, um, which is gonna be... Uh, oh, shit, I've already used this today. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, five for you, five for me, 15 for Ruddick. Okay. And that's uh, the lot. At 19 hit points. Yay. No more drinking today. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? What the fuck happened? I will change my hit points later. We we went to do a ceremony over my dead companions, and the these demons jumped us. One that looked like a four-armed werewolf drow. 
and another that looked like an armored dog with a spiked tongue. Do I know what these are? Make an arcana check. I'm trying to determine if I would insight check him. <laughs> yeah, no. It's five. Okay. So, Corey, yeah, you don't know what these are. Him. But Coriander doesn't know to, so... Well, what do you mean? What what the fuck? Like, the, the, the just demons sprouted out in the middle of a fucking city? No, down at the... Down at the... Um, what is the mushroom grove called? The Grove of Verspad Hanor. The Grove of Death, where they put the bodies when they inter bodies there. So it's it's where you go to celebrate the dead. They don't bury them here. <laughs> Gwen's gonna grab his shirt and pull him in. All right, uh, shut the fuck up. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Where's Cybra? Cybra, go get Arshan. Okay, we'll send Cyber Lassie. to get Arjan. Timmy went down the well. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, and then Roddick's like, I imagine they took him to the caves. It's a lot of fiend activity there. What? Why didn't you chase him? I, <laughs> he, like, he just basically looks, looks down at himself. <laughs> it's like, I... I that we'd no one would know, and they we would have both disappeared forever and ever. Is is a uh, cyber going to get Arjan? Make an animal handling check. Okay, I rolled a one. Cyber thinks you got treats. Ah, uh, goddammit! All right, hold <laughs> on. What? I'll go get him. Okay. Okay. All right, so like, there's demons, and and they just why did they why did they take him? What what? I don't know. One looked kind of like a drow or something. Your boy, he's all drow like. I I don't know. He is a shatter Kai, first okay. of all. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like you know barely holding his shit together and trying to walk away, and you go go wait go. He's like. Oh, stop. You're killing me. You're fine. You got healed. Uh, for 19? Yeah, okay. All right. I'm at a third. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Arjan, you are in your room. You're just enjoying a little bit of quiet time. And then door is just thrown open by Corey. Da. Boom. Arjan! Da. Da. What? Caleb's been taken. <sighs> by fiends. We have to go and rescue him. Crossbow loaded, running out. <laughs> okay. And Arjan, when you when you step out of the door downstairs, you can see that Ruddick does not look well. And after a after Ruddick explains to you what he saw with these like like these four armed werewolf drow. Uh, that's some blood hunter bullshit on your end. Mm -hmm. It and sure a, is. And a, and a demon armored dog with a big whip spiked tongue. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, so with a fourteen, you have heard of, you've heard of creatures like this. Not they aren't 
werewolves, mind you, but it is the offspring of a drow matron and a demon of the abyss. They are known as dregloths. And looking at Ruddick, the damage that he has taken, these deep scars that are these deep slash marks that go from his shoulder down to about his torso, they are the size and spread of what you would expect a dregloth to have. Dregloths, okay. Yeah, I know. I I knew I I shouldn't have let him go with you. What do you know about dregloths? Yeah, Uh, what have have I heard about dregloths? With a 14, you know that they exist. That they, like, you know their origin, effectively. But as far as having encountered one in the wild, having seen them, they aren't very frequent. They aren't a, they aren't a commonplace occurrence. Okay. Cool. God, I knew you weren't strong enough. All right, let's go, guys. And we, we follow. Okay. Sounds good. So... It took you, Ruddick, about an hour or so from where you had walked into the grove to uh, to be able to get back to your friends, your party members, after you had witnessed Caleb getting kidnapped. And bold what? I said bold statement, but okay. <laughs> and you begin making your way into these tunnels. And it's going to take quite a bit of time to actually get up towards where you think that these creatures are. But as soon as you reach the opening into the tunnel system itself, uh, you aren't sure which direction that they came, uh, that they went through. So you are going to need the help of somebody who possibly is good at tracking demons. Looks at oh. your boy. Oh, that's... That sounds like me. That sounds like a me thing to do. I can I give I'm... him. I can give him an assist because I'm a hunter. Yeah, and a ranger. Um, I would have asked, can if anyone could track him like magically, on the way. What? We can't hear you. Hello. There I there you go. Heard Zoom. <laughs> I haven't prepared the spell for that today. Fucking great, okay. <laughs> so I I do have uh, advantage on survival checks to track fiends. So if, if you lead us to the place, then I can, yeah. Line four. Okay. So Ruddick takes you to near the, like, it's around a corner near uh, near where the grove of Verspot Hanor is. Uh, and still on the ground, uh, at this point dried, you can see Ruddick's blood. Uh, or at least the blood that Ruddick points to as, yep, that's mine right there. <laughs> uh, and you can see that there is also other other blood. Uh, that Reddick points to and explains that was, is Calum's. Uh, and it is at this point, Arjan, that you, with your draconic prowess, with your blood hunter heritage, a little bit of blood goes a long way. And being able to get the scent on where Calum is, 
you have a decent idea about at least what direction he is heading into. This is similar to a locate person, but this is very much more of like how a bloodhound is able to activate and start going. And nothing so, was left. Sorry, what? nothing was left behind. I can't remember if he dropped anything before. He did not. Okay. Uh, I do just want to point out if I am tracking fiends, I cannot be surprised by them. Okay. Sounds good. So you begin to go into the winding tunnels of the of the underpart of Sertelier, and you begin to look, and you can see that the at a certain point there is actually a large drop off that occurs, and you guys are actually going to need to do some climbing checks to be able to scale down. It looks like it is about a fifty foot drop uh, from the edge of this. Uh, from the edge of this shelf uh, in the underground ways uh, that you will need to attempt to scale down on. Cool. Gwen is going to rage, and then she's going to jump. Okay. Damn, Gwen. All right, so make a dex save. You just, you, Mama Bear is on a mission, okay? Kayla! What am I doing? <laughs> Superhero landing. What am I making? Deck save. A deck save? Yeah. <laughs> it's a two. Okay. Uh, so is, you... is this something that she can see? It is. Oh, sweet. I get it. That's the ground. Six. Okay, so you, because you're raging, are only going to be taking half of 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Easy. <laughs> I did the math. <laughs> okay so yeah you will the rest yeah. of you three just watch gwen just yoop. okay so don't that's, do that that's not happening <laughs> that's running, no that is not happening uh, Start. can i look around while they're climbing yeah you can for sure look around um make a perception check uh seven 19 Okay, so with a 19, you see that there are, that there's like a blood trail that is going through here. Uh, it seems like Calum is still bleeding, or at least was, and the blood here is, is still fresh enough that you know that you are on the right trail, that Solid. you are heading in the right direction. Uh, but as far as his direct location, mm -hmm. you aren't certain. Uh, and as you get down here as well, uh, you can start seeing that there, there is enough light just sort based off of just the, uh, of the plant life that is around here. Uh, as a lot of the mushrooms that are growing along the walls, as well as these, uh, as well as this kind of lichen field uh most of it is bioluminescent and is actually just shedding this very almost eerie blue light mm -hmm. um i am also illuminating yes with my spirit yes okay um i'm gonna continue to try to hit things uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna not probably not wait for anyone okay again mama bear <laughs> And just follow as best I can. Okay, and so Gwen is charging off down the tunnel as the rest of you are going. Uh, I only have rage for one minute, so... You will... However... Yeah, you will go forward a minute in time. 
Okay, so the remainder of you three plus Cybra, how are you getting down? I I have pythons and a rope and hammer. Okay. Ping, ping, ping. Okay. Uh, make a make an athletics check. Oh yeah. Okay. Get a famous climbing kit, right? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, uh, so that's uh, 14. Okay, 14. Yeah, you managed to just sort of uh, securely... Like, this isn't... You've lived in an underground city and been a monster hunter in these endless tunnels for years. This is like Monster Hunting 101 for you. So you are able to make secure latches into the rock face, and then you begin your descent as well. And you managed to reach the bottom without any real hassle. And I uh, whip snap and retrieve my rope at least. Uh, if you did, then Corey and Arjan also would not have. Uh, well, I an meant easy once means. they were down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess we'll try to follow after. Okay. And what are you doing with Cybra? Okay, here it's Cybra. You're going to carry her? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you'll be making your athletics check with disadvantage. But advantage from the club. Yeah, so just flat. Three. Okay. So Cybra is not used to being picked up. And as you are trying to descend, she is just kind of like wiggling on your shoulder uh hey hey and her uh her hind leg ends up rearing up and you can actually feel her knee you in the jaw and as you do you kind of go to like ah oh, what the hell why did this happen and you realize that your hand is no longer holding on to the rope and you and cybra both fall so i need you to make a dexterity save and then wings can you roll a dex save for cybra god put this on me Metal dice. Hey, uh, are they close to Coriander enough to get her thing? Not as they are falling, because it's a 40-foot difference. Yeah. 20. What's her, uh, what's, what's that there? She gets a plus um, three. Plus three for her? So she gets a seven. Okay, so Cybra fails. Uh, and Arjan, you said that you got a 20? Yeah. All right, so thankfully... Cybra is a sturdy goral, uh, and is only going to be taking 11 points of bludgeoning damage as she falls. Arjan, you take half. And you hear the dog yelp of Cybra as she lands on the ground. The wind's been knocked out of her a little bit, but she just kind of gets back up, does the doggo shake to get the dust off, and then is more just like... You, she is pained by this whole experience. Oh, I'll healing word her. Okay. You want to know how to waste all of our character spells? Hurt the dog. <laughs> Does the dog die? Not on this stream. Sorry. <laughs> uh, she gets six points back. Okay. Sounds I... good. So, 
she ends up gaining six points back. She's rad. And if she wanted to, she could attack me right now. <laughs> Just bites you for having dropped her. She's not going to, though. Okay. So. Uh, advantage for climbing kit? Yes, but disadvantage also... because you only have one arm. Oh, fuck. Okay. Hmm. 15. Okay, so a 15 is enough, Corey. You're able to kind of, like, wrap it around your arm, and you skillfully manage to descend. Uh, it seems like climbing was one of those things that you were always good at as a kid. Uh, and then Kalen tr uh, training ended up making things uh, a little bit more regimented in your brain as to how to go about this. So even though you are an arm down, you are still able to successfully maneuver yourself all the way to the bottom. Then Reddick, you wanted to do a whip crack and then get your rope back? Yeah, try okay. to snap it over the python. Okay, make a sleight of hand check. All right. And <laughs> 10. Okay, so a 10. Yep. You whip it and it flourishes and you watch as the like the wave of this rope ends up going to about halfway up and then just go slack again. Crap. Any of the rest of you got uh got rope? Yeah. Uh, we'll leave this here for coming home. Okay. Sounds good. So, you all now have your things. You are making your way uh, deeper into this cave, and you can see that there are still those blood splatters that are on the ground that Gwen sort of points out after she's come down from her minute of rage. I'm going to gather everybody around um, and I'm going to cast aid on Ruddick, Gwen, and myself. So five hit points uh, to your maximum. When we catch up with Gwen. Yeah, if you catch up with Gwen. <laughs> Gwen! Gwen, are you just running as fast as you can forward, not stopping for your companions? Uh, I wouldn't say running. I would say uh, moving briskly? forward, walking with a purpose. Oh, shit. You want to, you realize that there is a wrongness happening in this Walmart and you are going to speak to a manager of- Hells oh, yeah, yeah, I am. I got the haircut and everything. This is, you're, you're in full Karen mode right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so Gwen, you are, you are power walking forward. Uh... Your base movement speed is quicker than that of your party members, so Gwen is going to be outpacing you, uh, Corey, unless you call her back specifically for aid. Gwen! How far ahead am I? At this point, Gwen, you would be closer to about 200 feet if you didn't stop while they were scaling downward. I'm not certain I would hear you. <laughs> Especially within these caves. So, Corey, unless you have a means of projecting your voice. Gwen is full on in reckless mode right now, so like, apologies. I'll, I'll just run ahead um, to catch up with her and stop in front of her. What? We're running. Just wait for one second and... Um, Caleb could be dying! Do you not understand? I understand perfectly well, Gwen. 
But I'd prefer if we didn't die too. We can't help him if we're dead. But we can't die unless we get to him anyways. Uh, we argue long enough for the other two to catch up and I cast aid. Okay. Right, no. I am. She is going to pull out the, see, this is what I was fucking talking about. This is why we don't leave him alone because he's a baboo and he can't be left alone because he's, he's, he's just a precious little boy. Okay. Now is not the time, Glenn. Well, he wasn't alone. He was with Ruddick. Yeah, like he was any fucking help. Did you see what his and him and his friends couldn't it do? It is not the time. Let's go. Okay. Pulling well, up uh, my pants and going. Well, while that was happening, I'll cast Goodberry. And uh, how, how many points is Cybra down? Uh, Cybra at this point is down three points. All right. I give her three three berries if she'll eat them. Make an animal handling check. She's been told sure. not to accept gifts from strangers on many occasions. <laughs> All right. Getting our dog. Ooh, twenty-two. Okay. Yep. Cybra will eat up three of them berries. There you go, buddy. And then uh, I will take the other seven <laughs> myself. Amazing. Um, one of those berries is good for like a day's food, right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How many have you had? Seven. I, sh- <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten that, that seventh one. No. <laughs> Say, loudness bread is enough to fill a regular man for days. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so you have given Cybra them good, good berries and. If you've ever seen a dog eating a berry, it's just the, like, ah, 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 like trying so hard to just juices flying. Oh out yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so she's murdered someone, <laughs> which is kind of like when you met her, because her name is Cybra Blood Drinker. So you know, mm-hmm. doing well. Uh, and Arjan, I'd like for you to make another survival check to track fiends. Yes. 25. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the small spatterings of Calum's blood that Gwen points out to. Um, Sorry. 20. Still I was good. looking at my stealth score. <laughs> Fair enough. So looking at the splatterings of where Gwen points out and then being able to have this kind of blood hunter nature about you, you're able to see where there are heavier footfalls that seem like they are uh like they are coming from a large creature and then you see a set of uh of forepaws uh more similar to that of a dog or some other quadpedal creature uh that is going alongside of them both of them seem like they are very dense creatures as their footprints are very heavy in the dirt that is along this pathway um and you get a sense that they are at this point maybe about a half hour away from where you are it seems like you've actually made very good time all right just keep going okay and you get to as you continue on uh through these tunnels you can see branching paths 
uh, beginning to split open. But thankfully, you rolled well enough that you are able to kind of, uh, you know, okay, it wanted us to take a left, but the trail is leading off towards the right. They're not, these steps aren't doing, uh, they aren't covering themselves back up. As they seem to go, they it does not seem like there is a need or a desire uh, for any of that to actually uh, for any of that. It seems like they are just kind of going. There's no um, there's no need for stealth for creatures these size and for what they are. Um, and after about uh, twenty minutes or so, you end up seeing a. And you've seen them in Sir Tellier as just sort of passing, but it is a beetle that is the size of a large bison, uh, closer to the size of your anorak, that is on its side. Its carapace has been split open, and a lot of its entrails are coming out uh, from its more armored exterior. And you can see where there were slash marks and bite marks and that sort of thing. And it looks like the creatures that were here uh, that have your friend have fed off of this creature on their way, continuing deeper into the uh, into the endless halls. Corey's gonna walk up to it and just kind of examine it. Okay. Uh, make a. How are you going uh, about investigating this? Like, what um, are you looking for specifically? I think she wants to infer whether or not they're doing this because they're hungry or because they're, or if this was like a hunting for sport type of thing. Okay. Make a, make an arcana check or an insight. Actually, yeah, I'll say insight. So looking at the wounds that this large beetle has suffered, they are direct. This is not a hunting for sport where a lot of scratches or bites would have been used to maim. This seemed like they were trying to take this beetle down as quickly as possible so they could then feast and then be on their way. This, this doesn't make any sense. What doesn't? They, they hunted this beetle for food. If they were hungry, why didn't they just eat Kalen? Uh, I mean, yay, they didn't eat Kalen, but like, what are you saying? And the words were lost in the echoes of Zoom. Oh. I, I just don't understand. Ed, hurry. Okay. Do you sure. guys, as we're as we keep going, do you guys know anything about these creatures? Why wouldn't would they? Did they prefer bug meat or something? Arjun, make a blood hunter bullshit roll. Fifteen. Okay, and Ruddick, you would be able to make a roll as well. I don't have blood hunter bullshit, but I have hunter bullshit. Ah, crap. All right. Uh, I'm off the trail. I'm about. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Eight's not gonna cut it. Uh so with the a fiends. with a fifteen, uh Arjan, you would know that 
fiends are they can be very particular same with devils uh and most hellish creatures is that if they were if they are used in a specific way there is often a opportunity where you can give them direct orders and they won't disobey i mean it just depends on why they're here if they were told not to eat Kalem, then he would probably be safe wait are you saying that someone came after Kalem? Kalem, our Kalem, the sweet baby boy, Kalem. I mean, really gives you a look like sweet baby boy. I saw him destroy a wastrel earth like in a <laughs> single round. He's like, my point stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Does Arjun know that the Raven Queen wants them? Like, is that something that we've talked about? I feel like he has. I feel like Calum has definitely brought up that the Raven Queen wants him to at least Corey. Um, but you would also know that the Raven Queen wouldn't use fiends. If someone crazy enough or somebody who really wanted to get on the Raven Queen's good side, maybe. I don't know. All right. I mean, who has it out for Calum, though? Besides, I mean, I guess people who worship the Raven Queen, maybe? Or people who want to. Isn't it just like a you do or you don't situation? Well, I mean, some gods want something in return. Wait. Does he have a shield? Ruddick, you saw Calum still have his shield. Oh, shit. All right, well, as long as... Fuck, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's go more. <laughs> okay. Deeper. We going. Okay. We keep stopping and talking. No, we, we don't. No, we, we definitely don't. don't. I mean, like, in the past few, like, interactions, I imagine that, like, we stop and talk, and then we go a little bit faster, and then we stop and talk, and then we go a little <laughs> bit faster. Okay. So, uh, it is after about 20 more minutes of traveling forward that you begin to hear, uh, and Arjan, you can hear this before your other friends. Same with you, Reddick, as you both have. Arjan, you have Bloodhunter bullshit on your side, and Reddick, you just have a ridiculous passive perception, so... <laughs> my, my passive perception is 12. It's not that good. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that you, like... So, Reddick... Reddick hears uh, what sounds like heavy footfalls coming from the path in front of you. Uh, the rest of you can make perception checks. Nineteen. Five. Hear that? No. Yeah. What is that? Six. Uh, no. That's probably them. It's heavy footfalls. Like clump, clump, clump. Plum, plum, right, right, right. Plum. All right, Arjun, can you sneak ahead? Check I, it out. I can try, yeah. All right. I will try to sneak ahead. Okay, make a stealth check. Natural one. Oh, okay. God damn it. Sounds good. So, Arjun, <laughs> as you... 
I'm watching, I'm, watching, I'm, watching, I'm watching him through the scope, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and Arjan, as you are getting ahead, you see that there is a creature that stands almost to the ceiling in this in this cave that you have been going through with two large muscular arms where you would expect arms to be and then another set of smaller more lithe arms uh that come out around the torso they have the i don't know what the name of it's called but the the legs more similar to like a doggo where it's digitigrade yes uh, they have the digitigrade legs, uh, and in their, uh, in, so they are walking forward, and you see that next to them, uh, is this almost, uh, almost horse-sized, uh, quadpedal creature with this long lashing tongue that seems to be wrapped around the body of your friend Calum, who is just being held aloft above it, who is kind of uh, just being held pretty precariously by this creature. And as you make your way around this corner with your nat one, both of these creatures see you. And the... Uh, this four-armed creature you see begins making motions with its hands uh, to form arcane sigils, and the arms below seem to be finishing up the bottom portions of this arcane sigil tree as they are going to be casting a spell on you. So, Arjan, I need you to make a wisdom save. Counterspell. No, I don't have that. Fuck. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Daily? <laughs> I would love to be. Baddest bitch in Barovia. Uh, Wisdom save? <laughs> yes. 24. Okay, so 24. So you feel the effects of a confusion spell beginning to wash over you, and you are able to shake it off. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, this isn't a charm effect. No, this is not. Okay. Cool. Okay. Did that change anything at all? No. Okay, sweet. So, uh, as this spell washes over you and these creatures look at you, and again, you see Calum's body being held by the tongue of this quadpedal creature, that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So, I would like to say thank you to everybody who has decided to stick with us and join us on this wonderful excursion through the belly of Suits Hellier. This is maybe what lies below. Who's to say? We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to, uh, I'm going to say patreon.com slash indoor adventures to gain access to our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large. So if you have questions for us, feel free to either leave them in the Twitch chat to the side or join us on Discord at discord. Uh, the link is found in the description below in the chats to the side. I always try and make the description. I always try and leave a link to our Discord easily available. Uh, but as said earlier, we are going to be going on to our break. So we shall see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, hello, everybody. And we are This back. is it. This is the bit. It's just lady. Oh. For all, this is what you audio cast listeners miss out on is just a big heck in German Shepherd getting all the all the scritches and loves that she deserves. Yeah. Is a good bit.
So uh, we have started off. Uh, Arjan, you have been spotted due to a natural one in a stealth. Uh, so let's roll for initiative and get oh, yeah. this underway. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, 19. Okay. 16. Okay. 24. Oh, shit. 13. And, and if they're in a surprise round, I actually get to uh, act on my uh, initiative. They are not in a surprise round. Uh, okay. They have just seen Arjun and thought, okay, let's try and get this taken care of as quickly as possible. And now we are entering into... Uh, we are entering into initiative! So, that is... God, what do you have? Boop, boop. Oh, man. You rolled well. I'm happy for you. Uh, Andor, do I think that these are devils? Demons? You are getting a demon vibe from okay. these guys. Okay. You're pretty certain they all have blood. Like, they aren't ghosts, so... I, I was more worried about the language that I needed to speak. Yeah. Totally fair. Alrighty, so... Uh, let us start the top of the round with Ruddick. Alright. Um, bonus action. I pick the Spellcaster as my uh, primal uh, prey. And I let him have it with old big news. Or bad news. And, um... Come on now. Dice, don't feel me. Oh. Fuck me. I mean, um, pardon me. Uh, 17. Okay, so a 17 to hit the spellcaster. And mm -hmm. it's Roll for damage. Excellent. Alright, well. That is... More than I have here. Hmm, how'd that happen? Oh, there it is. Ah. Okay, and then th because it's the bad news, it also has additional thunder damage. And he's my chosen prey. All right, so that's 22 points of damage. Begum. I can break it down if, if we need to, but it's um, a magical weapon. Yeah, no, you're fine. Okay. You're good on it. And then when it hits, it does extra thunder damage. Okay. I already I already added in. Gotcha. Alrighty. So then next up is this creature. Uh, and Ruddick, you have just blasted into their shoulder. Uh, at least the shoulder for the top two arms. Uh, and it is going to look in your direction and then it is going to get down on all on its on four of its legs uh or four of its appendages uh so its digitigrade legs ends up bending down you see it put its two larger hands on the ground and it is going to begin just moving clawing against the ground very quickly towards you arjan uh as 
even though Ruddick, you dealt a significant blow to it, uh, there is still in its eyes a a meaty barrier between it and you. And I use my second attack action to reload. Okay, sounds good. So Arjan, uh, this large creature is then going to stand up in front of you, raising up its claws, and it is going to try and swipe down towards you. That's a natural one on the first hit, so don't even worry about that. Goes to raise its claw up and actually hits against the ceiling of the cave. Uh, it seems to have misjudged the arc that it is capable of doing. And then a second hit, or a second attack, is going to be for 23. Sure. Okay, and then that is going to be for 16 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then it is going to attempt to bite out towards you as well. And that is for a 27 to hit. Mm-hmm. For 25 points of piercing damage. Do a deck save. Does it need a deck save? Yeah, can it do one, please? Uh, so a dex save, it got a 13. <laughs> uh, these, uh, flames of many colors start wrapping around it, and it's going to be taking 18 points of five-colored fire damage. Okay. So as uh, the flames wrap around it, you see that its hide is tougher than you initially gave it credit for, and it seems to take half of the overall fire damage. Well, fuck. <laughs> as you're fairly certain, you're fairly aware of Fiend's general resilience to fire. So then, next up, Arjan, it is your turn. And you have this large creature in front of you. Wow, it's super great that fire damage isn't good for this. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm uh, bonus action lighting my crossbow with uh, electricity. Okay. <sighs> no, I'm not. Fuck, okay. Because it's right in front of me. First, what I'm going to say is, if you know it's good for you, you're going to put that boy down in abyssal. Um, and I am going to light my claws with electricity. Okay. And make a couple of attacks on this boy. Fiend. Evil thing. <laughs> Eight. Natural 20. Nice. Blamp, 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 blamp. Seven points of slashing damage, six points of lightning damage. Okay. 
That's my turn. Okay, got it. Now, I've been told that the D&D &D Beyond overlay is not up on the stream, so I'm going to see about fixing that. Um, How we doing? Bad. Real bad. <laughs> Next up, Gwen. It's up for me, um, if that helps. Uh, Gwen is going to use her bonus action to Tiny Rage! Um, and then she is going to uh, question, did I get... Did I get my axe back, my hand axe? Uh, you had left them okay, to okay. end up getting worked on. Sure, sure. Uh, so Gwen is going to run forward uh, to the one that's by Calum. Right, there's, there's two There's one that there. it currently has Calum wrapped in its long, sickly tongue. And then the yeah. other is the bigger boy that is currently up on Arjan yeah. doing a dirty. Then I am going to go for the one that has Calum, and uh, Gwen is going to try to attack it. Okay. With the uh, Sunforger recklessly. Um, does a twenty-five hit? Oh, for fucking sure it does. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's gonna do uh thirteen damage. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, 13 damage. And then uh, she is going to use her action surge. What? 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 To attack it again. Uh, still recklessly, yes? Yeah. It's my Reckless turn. Reckless is right? for the whole turn. Right. Uh, and that is going to be a uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, 23 still hits. Okay. Uh, and that is another 13 damage. Okay. And whereas Gwen would normally have a, a one, like a quick one-liner or a quip or something, she is very much in serious mode. Okay. And that's my turn. Sounds good. So, then next up is this creature. Uh, the creature that has your boy uh, in its tongue. And it is, seeing as how, Gwen, you have rushed up onto it, uh, it is going to bite out at you. And just try and, like, because the the opening mouth for this creature, like Ruddick has said, is that it yeah. looks like an armored creature, an armored, like, dog, but bigger. Its yeah. front face does not have the predatory two eyes, long snout, mouth. It is just a maw. Uh, it is just a circular maw that has teeth jutting from all angles, and it is going to try and then bite out towards you. And it gets advantage on this attack. Mm -hmm. It does. Which does a 16 hit. It does. Okay, cool. I need that is for 18 points of piercing damage okay and then it is going to make a claw attack towards you modified 20 to hit yep yep for 14 points of slashing damage okay 
and that is all that it can do on its turn. Next up, bottom of the round with Corey. Yay! Okay, um, I would like to get within five feet of Kalem if possible. Okay, you're going to have to rush past where Arjan is and then He's get. Fine. Fine. Okay, sounds good. So yes, you are now within five feet of Kalem. You have rushed up onto this quadpedal creature. Okay, I'm going to reach up and touch Kalem, and I'm going to use my spring form face step to face step him away. Okay, and as you feel the powers of spring leave your hands your hand recoils back and there is actually a resistance there uh, as you go to try and send Kalem, the plates on this creature begin to shudder and shake and almost create a reverberance that is going counter to your teleportation magic and Kalem remains okay um Corey kind of looks like like she she was actually like starting to smile like at the thought of rescuing Caleb um and then that smile falls and she drops directly into raven form and she is going to attack this thing with all of her might uh ha, ha, ha. my weapons are not magical Okay, um, how's about a 13? A 13 does not hit. Attack number two. Ah, come back here. Fuck. Okay, um, that one doesn't hit either. Corey just starts wailing angrily, um, and nothing is getting through. She's just bouncing off of its scales. Okay. Next up, Ruddick. Oh, ooh, suddenly. Um, all right, I'm going to, since I used my second attack to actually reload this monster, I'll let him have it again. Same kind of, same, you know, second verse, same as the first. Pull buttload ton of dice. Okay. Uh, uh, 12? 12 does not hit. So I will action surge and do it again. Okay. Still with bad news? Uh, still with bad news, because I'll use one of the two attacks to reload. Okay, got and, it. And hence I can shoot again. So, uh, 25 or so to That hit. will hit. For sure that All hits. Right. All right. One, two, three. And these two. Uh, quick math. Uh... Five and five, that ten, ten and twelve, twenty-two again. Okay. And it takes it like a champ. Okay. Kind of shrieks out and hisses towards you as once again you have shot it uh, in its large bulking form. And you can see now that it is, there is this dark purple blood that seems to be coming from its wounds. All right, and then the second attack I have to use to reload the, the bad news. Okay, sounds good. So then next up is the creature. And it looks down towards you, Arjan, 
and mm-hmm. looks towards Ruddick. Ruddick, how far away are you? Uh, it would depend on how far uh, Arjan got away from us. In order for everyone to have rushed up onto where Kalem was using one round of action, Ruddick, you would be about 15 feet away from where this creature is. Okay. Uh, so Arjan, it is going to just move past you. Uh, so you can make an attack of opportunity if you would like. I've used a reaction. Okay, so it is just going to move past you and then move directly onto you, Ruddick. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I forgot something. Okay, so does a 15 hit? No. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. By Second one attack. point. Less than a 15. And then third attack. That is a modified 20 to hit. That hits. As it goes down to heck and bite you. Uh, and that is for 19 points of piercing damage. Oh, fudge. Okay. <laughs> Run, son. Fuck. Expletive, expletive. Um. Okay. And that was it for its turn. So, Arjan. This creature has moved past you to begin assailing Ruddick. Ruddick, how are you feeling? Uh, 27 minus 19. I'm going to do a lot of clicking, sorry. Eight. Okay, I will stop at 8. I have 8 points. Uh, I'd like to come up behind the creature and uh, as my action I would like to use uh, Green Flame Blade okay Uh, 14. 14 does not hit. Uh, Mystic Frenzy to do a second attack. Uh, what about a 21? Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, three point, four points of slashing damage, six points of lightning damage, uh, and I would like to make an offhand attack. Okay, and as the lightning wreaths over this creature, you see that it also does not seem to be as bothered by the lightning as you had initially wanted it to be. Oh, fuck. If I could spare an action, I would learn its vulnerabilities, but <laughs> I don't have time. Well, the same thing. That's my turn. Okay, sounds good. So, Arjan, that is you. Gwen, it is your turn. Hi, I'm Gwen. I'm dumb. I didn't have to use an action surge last time because I have two attacks anyways. So, <laughs> wow. so uh, I didn't, <laughs> but I probably will this time. Uh, Gwen is going to attempt to uh, cut this thing's tongue off. So swapping a runt. Sorry. Swapping to the runt. Axe. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, just roll normal. Yeah. Make an attack. shot. Okay. Uh, recklessly, because <laughs> why not? Um, ooh, 
wait, 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 wait. Do I have the thing now where a 19 is a critical? As a fighter? Yeah. Uh, are you level three fighter? I'm not. Damn oh, it. No. Okay. <laughs> so that's a that's 25 That'll to totally hit, hit on the first one. Uh, Runtex. 12. Was an odd thing. Uh, that's a 14. 14 damage on the first one. Second one is a uh, uh, 21. That'll still hit. hit. And, uh, ooh, max damage, uh, 15 on the second one. Okay. And if that doesn't sever the tongue, I'm going to use, actually use my action surge okay. to do a third attack. Sounds good. Third and fourth, because it gives you a full round. Oh, that's true. Damn, fuck you, beast. Uh, oh, damn, I rolled two fours. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's 10. I'm sure that doesn't hit. No. Uh, but does a dirty 20. Totally. Okay. That's a nine, but I am going to use my, um, whatever it's called. I'm going to re-roll it and take whichever one I want, because I'm like that, and I'll take the nine. Okay. Uh, so that's, uh, 11 damage on the, on the fourth hit. Got it. Sounds good. It is also still up, but you have severed its tongue. Uh, and as the blade sinks through the tongue, you hear Calum's body then fall down to the ground near you. Uh, mm -hmm. And there is a clanking and clattering of armor, and you see that the tongue is currently still constricted over the boy. Uh, it seems like it is set in almost like a rigor mortis. And the creature rears back and, and shrieks a little. And then you can see that the end of the tongue where normally is severed just begins to start growing back the what looks to be the front end of a tongue uh, <laughs> uh gwen is uh unfazed by this and is full-on uh just gonna kill this bitch mode okay sounds good so it is this creature's turn and it is going to try and bite you again gwen it... sorry is the shield here uh you will have to unravel okay. the tongue around Caelan. Uh So that is a natural 20 on Do the it. bite. So, is... ooh, Lord. I didn't think I'd have to roll this many dice tonight. That's cool. So, oh, poor DM has to roll so many dice. I know. I, I didn't think I'd have to roll this many dice. I didn't think I'd have to roll. <laughs> so that is for 43 points of piercing damage. Okay. And then it is going to make a claw attack towards you. I'm I'm bloodied. Okay. Uh, it gets <laughs> <that's> a <laughs> 21 to hit. That hits. And then that is for 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. But that is all that it can do. So then, Corey. Uh, I'm going to use a second level spell slot to cast magic weapon on my sword to make it into a magical weapon. 
Um, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I can actually hit now. What's the casting time for Magic Weapon? Oh, shit. It's a bonus action. Nice. I was going to say, is it like a minute and, and, and sure, Dorsh just being sure a sassy I bitch? No, I just wanted to make sure if it was an action versus a bonus action. Yeah, no, it's a bonus action. Sweet. Sure. I have so long to be all like, where are my bonus actions? Oh, magic weapons bonus action. I'm going to attack now. Uh, um, first attack is going to be a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Cool. Third level smite. These things are fiends, yes? That's correct. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Not you, indoor. I know. It's okay. We cool. It's not fuck you, indoor. It's what the fuck, indoor. Yes, exactly. That's the one. Uh, Alright, so 12 slashing damage, which is now magical. Okay. Um, and there's eight, uh, 26, uh, uh, 32, um, 35 radiant damage. Holy shit! That's what you get! Um, it was talking hot shit a minute ago, and then it just got kicked in the chest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with them. It does not uh, look then... happy at all. <laughs> Okay, so that happens. Um, and then I get my second attack, um, which is, I, I rolled it simultaneously with my other one. It's a uh, math, oh god, 22. Okay, 22 will totally hit. So here comes another smite, but this one's at first level. Uh, but still a fiend, so an extra radiant damage. Okay, um, <laughs> 10 slashing damage, and... 14 radiant damage. So, Corey, how do you defeat this big doggo creature that wasn't giving you the time of day before? Um, I think that she, like, she, it, it starts kind of slow, where she's just, like, hacking at it and not really making any headway. Um, but she just continues slashing, um, and then her sword starts to glow with a radiant moonfire um and she just doesn't stop until its head is completely hacked off and she has to like do it like 10 or 15 times to get through but she does and it also takes some difficulty to find the head because it is a very like ovoid shaped creature so you she, just know we're roughly like she roughly made spot and she hacks until there is like you know she, a she parts the Red Sea, as it were. Yes. So that creature is for sure 110% dead. Uh, and it just begins to ooze this deep black color. So that was Corey's turn. Next up, Ruddick. And Ruddick, you have this very large boy right in front of you looking hungry. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll just... I'll... I will second wind as a bonus action so I don't die in his uh, his uh, attack, hopefully. So. Three. And uh, am I correct? Second wind, I'm only going to get my fighter, fighter levels. levels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Eight hit points is better than none. 
All right, 16 hit points. Um, all right, I will chink chink rack up and boom, try to shoot him in the face. Um, I think, okay, do I suffer disadvantage because he's in my face? Yes. All right, then I will not take the uh, uh, sharpshooter action. A nat 20 and a nine. The nine turns into a nine plus nine is 18. 18. 18. Still a 18. hit. All right. Okay. Whew. All right. And then a whole boatload of dice. Ah, 10. Ooh, low rolls. Uh, 10. Plus 18, 19, 19. And again, coming from a magical gun. Okay. And other action to, to reload, or other attack to reload. Okay. Arjan, if you didn't have tinnitus before, you are certainly going to have tinnitus after this. <laughs> okay. Next up is the creature that you have been blasting against Ruddick. It is going to rear back a claw and try and swipe out towards you as a natural one. So then second attack. That is, does a 16 hit you? Oh, just hits. Okay. Pierces through the breastplate. <clears throat> that is going to be for a total of 23 points of piercing or slashing damage. Gurk. <laughs> Relic's down. Okay. Even with his second win that he just took. And then it is going to rear back around towards you, Arjan, uh, as you are directly on its haunches, uh, and it is going to try and do a bite towards you. That is a natural 20 on the bite. Oh, shit. <clears throat> minus six, whatever it is. So, for a total of 31 points of piercing damage, Arjan's down. Even with the minus six? Yep. All right. So, Arjan and Ruddick are both down, and then this creature just turns around and just leers at both you, uh, at you, Corey, and you, uh, and you, Gwen. And uh, it says, uh, it actually speaks in Elvish. Oh. And it looks towards you, Corey, as it does, and says, um, all beneath Loth's great boot. Okay. That wasn't uh, abyssal. <laughs> this is... Uh... <laughs> So, like, um, he's, like, standing up from felling one of her allies, and she's standing up from felling his, um, and they turn and look at each other, and he says that, and um, she says in Elvin, just shut the fuck up. Okay. Sounds good. Next up, Gwen, it is your turn. All right. The beast in front of me is dead. Gwen is going to go for the guy that's still up. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
And Recklessly attacking. Arjan is next is on the ground next to it. Ruddick is on the ground next to it. Uh which just makes it more of a challenge. <laughs> oh god. Oh, okay. Well that was I have okay. <laughs> one of Go them is on. cocked, but but the other one is a natural 20. Nice. But the other one that's cocked is kind of a 22. So I was like, no. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we were fine. <laughs> so um <clears throat> So, are you kidding me? All right, I'm gonna roll, re-roll the, I had to roll the two and a one, I'm re-rolling one of these, which is, a, wait, do I get to re-roll both of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's an, a nine and a two. Okay, same. So uh, 11 plus four is 15 on the first hit. Okay. Which which isn't great, could be better. Um, and then the second one does a 19 hit. A 19 totally hits. Okay, four. Uh, Right. Uh oh no, my friends are around this, right? Okay. Yes. Um <laughs> they're passed out, well, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh that is uh f- uh 12 damage on the second hit. Okay. It is barely standing at this point. Uh, but still it does stand. For flavor, Gwen is going to grab it by the throat and just like glare directly in its eyes. And it snarls at you. Snarl back, bitch. Yeah. She's like yeah. standing on his little arms, the shoulders yeah. of his little arms. Well, that thing's <laughs> dead, so it can't go. Corey, it's your turn. And you have seen uh, you have seen that Arjan has dropped and Ruddick has dropped and Gwen is just fighting for all that she can against this creature. Uh, and it looks like it is on its last leggies. That's good. Um... Corey, if she had the arm free to do it, she'd wipe the blood clean from her face. But seeing as that's not the case, uh, she does not. Um, so she comes running in, um, and uh, she's going to try and finish this thing off. Um, does a 17 hit? A 17 does hit. Roll for damage. First level smite on this. Uh, that's going to be 11 slashing damage and then 9 radiant. What does it look like when you drop this creature, Corey? Um, Gwen like grabs it by the throat and pulls it down, and then Coriander just comes running in behind her. Um, and uh, like just one-handed with that sword, uh, jabs it into the uh, back of its neck. Um, and the two of them land to, like, Gwen and she land on either side of it, and then it just slumps between them. Nice. Mm. That's sweet. I dig it. And then Gwen is gonna go check on Kayla! <laughs> okay. He's gonna make sure that our buddies are alive. Yeah. <laughs> they are alive. They are currently in their death saves, but, uh... So, Corey, there is but one of you and two of your friends are rolling death saves. So we are going to stay in initiative order while this ends up getting fixed. So, Corey, you have done your attacks to get to this point. Ruddick, make your death save. And... Sixteen. Sixteen? Okay, that's a success. Arjan. 13. Okay. Another success. So, Gwen, you rush over. 
to go and investigate uh, investigate Caleb, and you start undoing this long, gross tongue, uh, and you can see that his shield is still there. Thank you. Uh, he is a bit injured. You can see that he also has some pretty uh, some pretty deep scratches and and bites on him from where these creatures have attacked him. Uh, and it looks like uh, there is actually the there is uh, some infection around where the bite is as well. It okay. looks like they used some sort of poison on him uh, um, in order to continue the dropping. When she gets a chance, she will uh, use her. She has a healing potion and she'll give it to him. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so then Corey. Who are you applying your heels to first, Reddick or Arjan? I am out of lay on hands. Uh, I'm going to walk up between them. Are they within like 30 feet of each other? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk up between them. I'm going to turn around. Gwen, quickly, is Caleb alive? He is. Yeah, he's alive. He's good. All right, um, she kind of sighs with relief, um, and then she holds the sword in front of her, and she's going to cast Aura of Vitality um, as a standard action. And uh, Aura of Vitality allows me to heal an ally within the aura as a bonus action. So I'm going, uh, who looks the worst of the two of them? We, we both are unconscious. We both look pretty bad. Ruddick okay. has been hurt continuously, and Arjan got new scales yesterday. Okay, um, so Ruddick's getting the first one. Um, and the Thank next you. one will come around next round. Um, Ruddick, you're getting uh, nine hit points. Nice. Okay. And Gwen, as you pour the healing potion into Kalem's mouth, uh, it seems like the poison has worked uh, worked enough on him that he is still unconscious, but he's he's been healed. You can see that ah. it's beginning, like some of the varicose veins that he had on those bite marks are beginning to recede. Okay, Gwen's going to uh, pull him so his uh, so he's on his stomach. She's going to pull his arms over her shoulders so his head is on her shoulder. And she's going to backpack him, like backpack walk him towards the group. Okay, and his legs are just draped <laughs> along the <laughs> yeah, ground. So, I mean, she could like she could do this, but it would be like really awkward. Because <laughs> again, his arms are slumped yeah. forward. He's dead waiting yeah. right now. Yeah, it would it would hurt like hell too. Yeah, <laughs> the two little halfling paws in your guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Caleb has been recovered. Uh, the enemy is defeated, Reddick. You have been brought out of death saves because Corey <gasps> is praying real heckin' hard right now. And, uh, at the beginning of the next round, Arjan, you two will be healed. Uh, you get three. Love Sorry. it. I rolled bad. Alright. See if we can get anything from this room. See if we can find anything why these guys... Targeted I can do this eight more times so long as I have concentration. Nice. Yeah. So every as long as you guys stay in this general area for the next <laughs> minute, Corey, you will be able to heal accordingly. Uh I'll cursory glance around the room. Are, 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 are we seeing anything? Cursory glance, you aren't seeing much. Make a perception check. Ooh, that's an itis. Um, nine. 
Arjan, you were coming passes. to terms with the fact where that you don't know what would have happened had you died just now. <sighs> yeah. Redick, what did you get? Uh, 22 passive perception. Okay. Uh, so with a 22, you see that this large, as you had described it, drow were creature uh, has what looks to be um, a pouch along its side. Uh, and going and opening up the pouch, you see that there is a, uh, a rolled up piece of paper, uh, as well as what looks to be about uh, what looks to be about 15 gold. Hey, uh, a note and some loot. What's the note say? And the note is an elven. Can't, uh, can't read this. Corey. Looks too fancy for me. Look, look with your special eyes. <laughs> eyes. Okay, so, Corey, when you read the note, it says, bring the boy of song back to the house, and the house has a capital H. There we shall see which of us holds mastery over the weave. Once I am finished with them, you may have your fill, but until then, you will do as your matron commands. Okay. And that's what the note says. Okay. What does that mean? Do you say that? Sorry, do you say yeah, that? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it out loud. Um, the matron. Uh, that sounds like a drow thing. I assume that this was his. And she points down at the uh, Dregloth. Whereas the whereas the four-legged creature is beginning to just melt and turn into this Icarus form, uh, the Dregoloth isn't disappearing. Its body is just staying there. Hey, Corey, can you heal it so we can question it? What? What? Is no, it alive? It is not. You guys had axed it and then left it alone yeah. for too yeah. long to then yeah. be like, oh, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. yeah, health potion, this bad boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid this one's done. Uh, Endor, uh, does the house mean anything to me? And also, is Loth a fiend? Uh, I'm going to say, yes, Loth is a fiend. And the house make a history check. Uh, and there uh, is a symbol that you see on this letter as well. Uh, or on this note. So, uh, this history check, would I be making with Bloodhunter bullshit? Uh, I am going to say no. Okay. Uh, this 14. isn't going... I have a minus one, but can I also make a history check? Because uh, Caleb has talked about his home before. Yes. I don't know if he's used those words. And this is the symbol that you see. Okay. Six. She looks like a spider over a hanged man. Uh, a six, you have no idea. Uh, 14. A 14. With drow, specifically. 
the house uh you are guessing might be relating to whatever this symbol is uh that is on there you know that in drow society that uh there is a prevalence of uh matriarchal houses so depending on like it's basically family ties so when asking uh to bring the boy of song back to the house you are assuming that whoever the matron is was saying to bring it back home um, sounds like a drow house thing a drow house yeah like in the underdark i i mean that makes sense i'd be honest i don't know a lot about uh drow culture i mean if... they show up down here sometimes uh, so can we get to the underdark from here can they get to the underdark from here probably but imagine. we should probably focus on getting Caleb out of here. All right. But, uh, Corey, there's no way that you'd be able to, like, talk to Olivia. Thank you, Dorian. Dad, you. can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. It gives you, like, a sad and almost irritated look. Um, let's just get out of here. Uh, Maybe Kalem learned something that maybe we could talk to her. Yeah, we just gotta wake Kalem up, and I think that'll help. Yeah, so let's start heading back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Arjan, make a survival check. Unless Redick, do your ranger abilities prevent you from getting lost? I do not have that okay. as a background cool. thing. Uh, you don't have favorite terrain or natural explorer. I do. Man, it is mountain. So yeah. I will count okay. this as mountain. So yeah, you okay. guys are fine making your way back. Uh and then of course you get to the forty foot uh sheer face on this. Your ropes are still there, but you have with you Cybra as well as Calum's unconscious body that you then have to try and bring up uh this rock face as well. So what are how are you guys going about this? Hentai harness. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> he has rope. Yeah. He does. Dan <laughs> does have rope. And it's silk. Yes. Um. It, he has silk rope. Uh. So yeah, Gwen. Gwen will tie him to her and just climb the thing. Okay. Gwen, uh, make an athletics check. Okay. Uh. Does this seem like it'll be more difficult? What should I? Yes. It's going to be at a higher DC. Okay. I will rage for it because I have more. It, you can use the rope too yeah 21 okay 21 yeah gwen you with calum wrapped up on your back it is no it is no real issue to get up uh to get up the side of this sheer face you want to try to one arm with cybra uh why don't you just tie cybra to the rope at the yeah. end and then i'll just pull her up or that i'll do that instead <laughs> That's what I didn't mean just for the just for hey, Caleb. I meant for Cybra too. Okay. So yeah. Uh Arjan make an athletics check. Fourteen. Okay, fourteen. Yeah, you managed to get up the side of this rock face, no problem. Corey. 
You will be at disadvantage. Can't hear you right now. Sorry. Hi. 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 Um, <clears throat> with a climbing kit, it's with advantage, and one arm is disadvantage. Yeah. So, so you out. roll flat. All right. Here I go. Oh, but okay. That's fine. I'm good at this. Twelve. Okay. So Corey, it definitely takes you a lot longer uh, than your companions, but you are going at this with just one arm. You are, however, able to make it to the flat outcropping. Just foothold, foothold, wrap, pull, foothold, foothold. It's slow going, but she does it. Yeah. And then Reddick? Yeah, so this time I get like a fort. 16. Okay. 16. 16 is enough. Uh, and then once you are all up at the top, uh, it is a combined effort from the four of you to bring Cybra up the side of this uh, the side of this cliff face. Honestly, you just need Gwen to do it. Everyone else is more just like there for moral support, but because Gwen has twice the strength that she would otherwise normally get because of the run tax, it is just... Cybra, if anything, yelps at how quickly she is scaling up. <laughs> more? Is a, a confused Bork, and she is glad to be on uh, to be on solid ground again after she has been brought up. It's actually like a little bit of a wrestling match, almost to just get the ropes off mm -hmm. at that point because <laughs> she's just so like, no, I don't want to be touched. Like, and then she gets the zoomies and like like a puppy in the snow. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys have recovered, Calum. Uh, you have defeated the monsters within this tunnel, and you are making your way back to Sir Tellier. Uh, the overall trip will take roughly about three hours in order to do so. So is there anything that you guys would like to discuss while you are on your way there? So how, it, what exactly happened? Yeah, did they say anything? Uh, they, they appeared and I went to shout uh, at Calum and no sound came out of my mouth. And uh, then they hit us hard. I mean, they were in our faces, so I couldn't I couldn't get the big gun out, and my my pepper boxes just bounced off them, pretty much. Um, Did Caleb was Caleb like knocked out right away or something? No, he couldn't speak, so he was trying to magic up and couldn't do anything, and so they were on him and just bam, bam, you know, started pounding on him. That's weird. Is that something that can happen? I mean, I mean, we know. I think silent spells are a thing. It's fortunate for us that you survived. <laughs> well, I didn't use a little magic to get the hell out of Dodge. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably should train some more. Gwen says if she's like backpacking. <laughs> and he gets he gets a harumph gruff, like, all right, barbarian. He doesn't say it, but he's <laughs> he's like twice her age. You know? yeah. Corey kind of like twice his week. Ooh. Oh, when, uh, like, oh come on, kind of look. Um, and then like as Gwen walks away, she like puts a hand on Ruddick and says, Seriously. I don't know what would have happened if it weren't for you. So thank you. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, he he did say the prayer over my peeps and they 
you know, that, that got them where they could jump us in the first place. So uh, for that, I'm sorry. Do we, do I believe him? Yeah. Make it. <laughs> He's human, checks. right? He, he's yeah. human, he's... which is why I'm making an inside check. Totally yeah. human. Uh, 17. Okay. He's speaking the truth. Yeah. Do you not need to make a check? Riddick? Why would I want to make a check? Persuasion or deception? What for? <laughs> he's just checking. He's just he's just inciting me. I'm not lying or anything. Yeah, but do I see the guilt in his eyes? Yeah. No, there is no guilt in his eyes. He, he's... This is what Ruddick truly believes. This is what he believes happened. Okay. Gwen, you can also roll an insight check if you would like. I think Gwen's too worried about Calum not waking up. Okay. So yep, we we yeah. um, try to make it back to Sertelier. Okay. We're going to try to make it back to Sertelier. You do. Okay. Yeah. There are no stops or halts <laughs> or or anything of the sort here. Um and upon getting back to the city, uh you see now that the lights have changed. Uh, to symbolize that it is very early morning within the city. Uh, shops are now at the point of being able to open up again, that sort of thing, but you all haven't been able to get any rest uh, during this evening. So uh, luckily, though, you do have room still at the journey's end uh, mm-hmm. and are able to go and, and get a good rest in on that uh, for um, that end, should you so decide. Calum, at this point, just seems very tired. The health potion that you gave him did help, but his body is currently working through some poison that he mm-hmm. that he got, as well as this is the first time that he's been like pretty grievously injured, where the paladin yeah. wasn't there to immediately just be like, this sweet boy, and like pop him <laughs> back. <laughs> uh, Gwen is going to like not only watch over him but she's going to like clean him so like check him over for wounds and stuff sorry rj she's gonna get him kind of mostly naked so she can clean him you've all He's seen got each a lot other of blood naked going before. on okay yeah right like not even yesterday you all saw each other naked before and uh everything seems right right yeah everything seems the way that it should be last you checked uh okay. obviously there are additional there are there are additional wounds that he has suffered and they appear like bite marks like claw marks and there are the scars that are along his back that are still full of these raven feathers that seem yeah. to he usually keeps his chainmail on for situations where he might end up getting jumped by demons of the under of the underdark so they don't really get out much. They seem to be very cramped against him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she'll kind of try to preen him a little bit, I guess, make him more comfortable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she'll just... She's not going to sleep. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And then, Gwen, make a, make a perception check. 
Tira. Seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Uh, you don't spot anything out of the ordinary on your boy. And his shield's fine, too? Yeah, his shield is fine. All of his possessions that you know that he has mm. are there. Yeah. All of the ones that uh. he keeps outwardly, anyways. Yeah. All right, and then Arjan and Corey. You have watched as Gwen has just said, I'm taking him up, I'm cleaning him, and is going to, like, take care of the boy. Would you two like to have any, uh, have, would you two like to say anything, especially with Ruddick still here? Corey has said pretty much everything that she intended to say to Ruddick. Um, any he hands out like you know nine gold for the three of you to split out of that pouch that that he found party funds <laughs> um cory is just kind of kind of get out that note and um hold it while looking at arjan and say i don't think there's anything that we can do with this until Kaylin wakes up right I I want to keep watch, but I need to rest. I won't be any, of any use. Then go ahead. She nods, and uh, she'll actually go up and rest in Gwen and Caleb's room, uh, rather than, like, on a roof or in the uh, bar like she normally does. She just kind of props herself up in the corner in a chair with her arms crossed. Uh, her arm I would cross. Oh, shit. Arm, well, she's still got, like, you know, a little bit there. Arm crossed. It looks cooler. Uh, I would have grabbed some demon goo and uh, whatever that, uh, the Dragoloth's head, just to take back to the guild. So the head is, the head is that of a large creature. It would have taken you quite a, a bit of effort to bring it back with you. All right, then it shrunk its ears, shrunk or something. Okay. Just just enough so somebody with some smarts can identify it. Okay. And that we don't leave the town open to underdark invasion or some crap. Yeah, that's probably for the best. And they they thank you for alerting them and ask like ask a general what happened to you. And you explain yeah. the situation where you got jumped and they does it get me in good enough graces to be able to stay overnight? <laughs> at the lodge, yeah. Yeah. Not okay. in my room. <laughs> no, at the that's hunter's at lodge. At the lodge. Yeah. At the lodge. At the great lodge. Because I was on the hours. Yeah. At the great lodge, you are you are given a room. Uh, especially for having dealt uh with the Wastrolith and then with this creature as well. They they are willing to to open their doors to you uh once more for this. Cool. And just before before he even leaves uh, Arjan, he, he's just going to say, look, I really appreciate what you did. Uh, uh, just uh, my people are going to be in touch. Yeah. And he pulls the thing out from under his, his breastplate and tunic and it's like, I, I got it. I'm looking forward to it. Now, 
They'll find me anywhere, right? They'll find you anywhere. Sounds good. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the job. Maybe I can retire in peace. Well, in relative, as as peaceful as it's ever going to get for someone like me. He kind of smiles. <laughs> I understand. Scruffs his beard and touches his eye scar and nods. And then, uh, and Gwen already went upstairs with Corey or uh, with, with Caleb, Caleb and Corey so, followed. Yeah. Oh, Corey went upstairs too. He's like, uh, I'm gonna take some stuff back to report into the lodge and guild, and uh, I'll stay there. If we need to talk about anything else, you know, send someone my way or whatnot. Like I, like I said, my people are going to be in touch. Sounds good. Thanks again. Big dragon paw. <laughs> okay. And so, Reddick, you retire to the, the Great Lodge, the headquarters of the Ceaseless Quarry. Uh, Arjan... You are left in the basement of the bar, or in the base layer of the bar, not the basement. Um, and you said that you were going to be staying watch, so are you just going to be awake during the early morning hours uh, of this bar's function? Okay. And at some point, a, a waiter ends up coming over and asking if they can get you anything, water, booze they know that you're staying upstairs so they aren't going to kick you out for just sitting in their bar even if you don't order anything but they just want to make sure that you're taken care of yeah he's just sitting there okay uh and then gwen uh you are up there cleaning calum making sure that he is well looked after and then Corey ends up coming into the room um and at this point, it is just the two of you looking at Calum. You've removed his shirt, so he just has the the feathers kind of coming off of his back. And Corey looks tired. Gwen, you had a drinking challenge earlier in the day. And then, like, you had your hangover in, like, hour four. And you are now at the point of tired after having come down from the amount of, of liquor that you have consumed. Is there anything that the two of you would like to talk about while uh, while in the same room together? I'm not going to say I told you so. Don't. What is with... I mean, like, one would think that a person who hunts monsters for a living could, like, handle himself for five minutes. Corey's just kind of sitting there with her arm crossed and, like, her eyes are closed. Right. Listening. I just... I mean, like, something bad just happened to him. Why did something bad have to happen to him again? She continues listening. Fine. Calum? Stop doing stupid shit. Stop going off with people you don't know. Because guess what? You get hurt. And if I'm not by you, apparently bad things happen. So get ready. 
I'm gonna buy you a fucking leash. <laughs> and then she just crosses her arms on the bed next to him. And you hear a very far away despondent no. <laughs> like escape Caleb. <laughs> Corey opens one eye, um, and she can't help but snicker just a little bit. Yeah, and I'll just watch him for the rest of the night. Watch and, both of them, these stupid elves. And the last thing that Caleb says before he passes out, it's just, it was going to be fine. I knew you guys would come for me. And then he is just <laughs> taken with sleep. Go ahead and brush us his hair. <laughs> okay. So, Gwen, make a constitution save to stay up for oh, fucking hours again. Because every time anything <laughs> happens to Caleb, Gwen's like, I'm not sleeping! Rages to 16. keep awake. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, a 16. That is enough uh, to stave off the level of exhaustion. Uh, oh, cool. A second level of exhaustion, yeah. <laughs> anyways. I'm okay with taking levels of exhaustion when I stay up. <laughs> But yeah, no, I totally save out of it. Yeah, you you saved out of this one. You already had the one layer of exhaustion yeah. uh, from having gone through your walk in the hells. Um, but thankfully, you managed to to stay up during this time, and you eventually watch as Corey ends up going into her meditative state, and Calum has the steady breathing of a boy asleep. Your rest goes by uneventfully. Yay! Yay! I was waiting for that. I didn't lose any hit points bow, chick, bow. during both of those uh, fights. Nice. Must be nice. I, I took my short rest. So I, I didn't lose any hit points. You're, it's that anime character who like wings in and swings, hits, and then is gone. You know, that's <laughs> just a single ninja strike and then uh huh, exactly. All right, how's it feel to be Genji? Um, yeah. Corey has been the most anime that she has ever been this entire game. She's like, she's like dropping auras and shit. Mm -hmm. All right, so Corey, you wake up after a restful four-hour period, and you can see that Gwen, Calum's hair has never been more straightened before. Like it is brushed. It is braided. A, there are small braids towards the back. Would you say cornrows are applicable here? No, 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 no. Tribal braids, okay? Tribal braids? Okay. Tribal so Caleb has tribal braids right now in his relatively... He does have longer hair. Uh, so it is capable of being done. Uh, Gwen looks tired, but the boy looks clean and like he is sleeping. Corey steps up behind her and says, Did you even sleep? The fuck is sleep? Did you? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> um, can, can you please give me some coffee? <laughs> she's going to reach down and kind of brush Caleb's hair out of his face and give him five points of lay on hands just to see if that helps. It helps. He's asleep right now, but it helps. Okay. Um, do I feel like he's, he's staved off the poison pretty well? Yeah. At this point, the boy just needs rest. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> All right, I'll go get your coffee. Thank you. 
and eggs and toast and eggs and toast thank Anything you else for you uh no did you bring up some water for him i'm going to need more arms for this oh shit i'm really sorry just coffee's fine all right i can handle coffee okay and uh arjan make a constitution save as you have also stayed up all evening uh 15 okay yeah you manage to you are generally a tired boy anyways what's another four hours this is easy blood hunter stuff uh and after four hours of having been separated from your party Corey ends up coming down the stairs looking as refreshed as her raven form allows her to look feeling better well as i can be how is that sleep no what is with you two? You specifically told me that you wanted somebody to keep watch, but you were way too tired. Well, I didn't mean you. We need to be a lot more explicit about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, she walks up to him and kind of swats him on the, his big old scaly shoulder and says, Well, I'm relieving you of your duties. Go and get some rest. And he does. And then, Corey, you end up being able to bring Gwen uh, the coffee. And if you would like, you can also send up the all of the other foodstuffs with Arjan. Um, all things told, Gwen, your breakfast is going to be ten silver. Uh, I don't even care. I'm so fucking hungry right now. So one gold? Yep. I have silver that I can get rid of. And then, Corey, you are the only one who is up and not currently doing anything like attending the, attending the sleepy boy. You know you still have about four hours until Calum will be up and ready. So is there anything that you would like to do while your party worries over Calum or sleeps or does whatever all else? going to sit alone for a while and just kind of think about everything that's happened in the past few hours there's just kind of unpacking everything um maybe pray a little bit to illustrate um but she she doesn't necessarily want to leave her resting friends behind um to go and like you know say get some blade armor um, we'll worry about that uh, uh, another time when things seem a little less dire. Um, yeah, she'll get out her corvid skull and like see where it's pointing and just kind of think and plan to herself um, and honestly just eagerly await for Calum to wake up. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and the Corvid Skull, as you are looking at it, it is like when you have, uh, when a magnet is on the, its magnetic northern pole, and it is just pointing in different directions. It doesn't actually know where to point in this area. It's still glowing. Nebulous Sertcellier, huh? Yes. Okay. 
Um, and so she just kind of looks at that and then she puts it away and she says, I sure hope you're right about this. Um, like, honestly, to the Raven Queen. That's fair enough. And then, Ruddick, what did you want to do the following morning? Um, well, I didn't, I didn't have, I plans to meet back up with them or whatever. And, uh, I guess Ruddick would feel a little weird or bad about not saying goodbye to Corey. I guess he would come back just to check on Caleb. Uh, did Ruddick receive a, uh, particular infernal visitor? He did. Ah, okay. So, uh, if yeah. that occurred, was I asked or told to do anything? You were, you were told to begin heading towards Silt Creek. Silt Creek. Okay. Um, yeah, then I guess definitely I would go, uh, get some supplies. Um, maybe even a horse now that I have real employment, that 200 gold we got, 400 gold we got, uh, was uh still saying 200 um uh it goes a long way um and uh yeah so then i guess i would go back just long enough to to report in like hey to arjan i i got contacted i'm headed to silk creek perfect so thanks again i uh steady work with you know Maybe a little less dangerous danger, and hopefully, maybe some good people to watch my back occasionally. Uh, how's our boy? You can go up and see him. I hope. All right. I don't know. Gwen might be a little. And I asked. I asked protective. which room it, which room it is or whatever. He'll lead you up. Oh, okay. Go with Arjan. And this is around the time, like, you will say that this is when Arjan is going up to go to sleep. Uh, sure. So, Corey, uh, you see Ruddick and Arjan talking a little bit, uh, and you can overhear Ruddick saying that he's going to be heading down towards Silt Creek, uh, and Arjan seems to be in agreement. And you you think this is about Arjan's side hustle uh, through Tyrant Security, but you can uh, continue to, t uh, you can go up and approach them if you'd like. Uh, she'll she'll like maintain a uh, a respectful distance, but like she's like leaning against the wall. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Then Arjan, when you go up, you go into your room, point towards where the other room is for Ruddick. Uh. And then you're going to bed. Is is tired. You met Tiamat yesterday, and you didn't get <laughs> to sleep past then. It's been rough. It's been rough, buddy. He is. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's, uh, Calum? You hear a... As Gwen walks over the door, <laughs> she opens it up. <laughs> he's sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> but he's okay? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, well... Good kind of fighting with you. Mm-hmm. 
Bye. Tell him I said goodbye. Are you leaving? Yeah. Arjun's contact sending me to Silk Creek. Cool. Uh, have fun. Get better, old man. All right. Closes the door. <laughs> All right. And he, he feels bad that he didn't get to actually talk to Calum and thank him again for saying a prayer over his, his friends. So when he comes down the stairs, he's looking pretty like a little dejected and, uh, and, and he just kind of assumes that, that Gwen's, you know, a grumpy little dwarf. Um, Excuse me. I know, and that's Excuse why I said me. it. That's why I said it. I didn't say gnome. I said dwarf. But, she looks really uh, good for a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. You can't for even dwarf, see the yeah. stubble of the beard coming yeah, in. Yeah, I know, I know. It's oh amazing. Um, but and she even shaves the side of her head, so she's like risque. She's a risque dwarf. Um, <laughs> all right. So then, dejectedly, kind of lumping down the stairs, he uh, he kind of looks over at at Corey and gives her the sup nod. Yeah, just kind of smiles and tips her head to him. She's leaned up against the wall, all cool. And she's all like, all right. that looked heartfelt. Mm. Yeah, boy was still asleep, so I won't get to say goodbye. Mm. So just nice to know he's all right. Mm. Nice meeting you. And he puts out to do the, you know, wrist grabby, you know, kind of warrior handshake thing. Mm -hmm. She does. Uh, right. Reciprocates. Uh, and then she's like, you do a pretty good job of taking care of yourself. Yeah, well. But, you know. um, you do wind up in a lot of dangerous situations. <laughs> yeah, well, you slip out sometimes when you can. She uh, kind of moves her hair out of the way and shows her diamond earring. And she says, I've recently picked up a few new tricks. However, and, well, I can bring people back from the brink, hmm. but I need something from them first. Oh. If I were ever to find you in such a situation, I need your true name in order to rescue you. <laughs> All right. And then he gives it to you and his, his last name is really like, like mundane, stupid. You can, you know, like, robertson or smithson or something something just so horribly so horribly mundane that yeah as soon Last as he name as is soon, just weaver yeah exactly exact yeah exactly um yeah so there it, it was just like a weaver something and uh and so yeah and he tells you and he says appreciate that hope it never comes to it <laughs> hopefully not and then uh, says, maybe our paths will cross again. Good luck out there. Good luck to you. And then he, he moseys out all gunslinger-like and uh, <laughs> goes and buys a new horse. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and uh, the... he does as a last little bit from Ruddick, and then he, he we can shovel him. You do see him stop by an orphan orphanage, and he lumps 200 gold into the into the box because he didn't think he was going to get 400 anyway so that's his last little clunk into the box and then he he's got a beautiful horse though <laughs> <laughs> he went a little opulent on the horse and then 
clump a clump sunset there he goes what's the horse's name the horse's name is Budo. thank you Budo. and i'll explain that in nice in the courtyard so ruddick as you find yourself on this hilltop your horse rears back majestically. You take a few, like you want to take some pot shots off in the air. There's a whip crack sound as a tumbleweed <laughs> spills by. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful adventure. GB, thank you so much for being our guest once again. I greatly enjoyed tonight's session. So GB, where can we find you? What do you do? Graybeard, Graybeard Tavern, and you can find me on Twitter. My schedule is there. But uh, some special things coming up uh, tomorrow at, uh, I can't remember, UK time. Uh, I think it's 4 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time, my time. I'll be playing over on Pro Restarter's channel, and I'll be uh, we'll be doing a one-shot of a system I've never played before, and I suddenly can't remember. It's something about Duskvale. And... City of Mist? Yeah, City of Mist, yeah. And um, that's uh, going to be my first time playing that, and I'm going to be I'm going to be playing a noir detective, amazingly enough. Uh, so that's, uh, that's coming up, and then I've got um, uh, we've got Monster Noir on the 8th Jeez. not this wednesday but next wednesday something like that um <laughs> and uh and then damn it berries salt marsh is on fridays now or is it on wednesdays lb you don't know okay me either we'll figure it out but you can check me on damn it berries channel and then of course encounter role play i will be doing a christmas special on uh thursday the 19th i think it is so uh back again and uh i love some games so catch me everywhere you can find my schedule thanks always for having me i love you guys cool i'm lb hackem up you can find me at lb hackem up on the twitters i play mondays and tuesdays on this channel normally yesterday was weird i had a monday night off didn't know what to do with myself um and on Sunday, we are playing the uh, on Pro's channel with the lovely R Justice uh, doing our phase cipher system game. Um, and uh, if you check my Twitter, uh, either Friday or Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at the uh, animal rescue that I, you know, foster my kittens through. They're doing an event. So uh, expect kitten pictures and perhaps. I might be picking up two more kittens. <laughs> so I'll have five. I'm a maniac, but they're cute. <laughs> oh, Monster of the Week. You reminded me, LB. LB and I are in Monster of the Week every other Sunday over on G Game oh. Nights. Also, catch me this Saturday on the D&D Saturday Morning Show with our lovely Jordan with a PH. I wasn't allowed to say anything. I don't know if I was allowed to say anything before, but I'm fucking saying it now, so. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's a good show. They're good people. Our show would not exist without the Saturday morning D&D show, so go and give those guys a follow. Oh. Hoi! I'm, I'm, I'm cyber. You can find me at cyberwolf one on Twitter, where I shitpost and talk about the stuff I'm doing, like whenever I go live on twitch.tv 
So I started off 1201. I'm giving money to charity on Saturday. Uh, and I, maybe you'll be able to do that too. I don't know. I'm just throwing my money at causes. But I'll be playing a special game. You'll want to stop by. Because who boy. Um, yeah, I play video games badly and talk about lore. There's no lore in this game. Um, archives of that go to YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberwolf uh, where you can also find D&D Beyond homebrew tutorials and the podcast that Kyle with Nin and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about RPG stuff. Uh, but for other, for those RPG stuffs, uh, you can find me here on, usually on Mondays playing Arjun. I'm also here on Thursdays playing Albus the Simic Hybrid Sorcerer. Albus. Um, <laughs> uh, that, so that's cool. I'm also on the DM Guild and do Taldori conversions of adventures on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash several one DanaeKeener.com. Speaking of DanaeKeener.com, uh, hi everybody. I am Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com. You can find me there doing nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. I play as Coriander the Elegant Paladin during our homebrew game on Mondays, and on Tuesdays I run Curse of Strahd, um, of which there is only a few uh, sessions left as we uh, take our assault to Ravenloft. Uh, Shoot, I don't have anything else to say. Until next time, um, boy, like I have, I'm filled with so many conflicted emotions. DanaeKeener.com. And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, fellow, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do this show Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, all of our videos go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures. That is where we upload the VODs. We also have all of our audio casts wherever audio casts can be found. However, uh, we are going to be going into our Patreon supported podcast called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. And I know that there are, uh, there might be quite a few questions about tonight's session, especially Ruddick's story. So... Hey, hey, if you are interested in finding out about those answers, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But until then, I would like to say once more, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.